Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc. Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. You're listening live to the Summit Spartans broadcast for the second season on 101.7 FM and Front Porch Radio TN.com. Just click the link, 101.7 FM. I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator for tonight's game, Justin Lamb. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. The weather here in Bedford County, 58 degrees. No rain in the forecast. Coming off their bye week, this will be the first road game since September 3rd at Brentwood for the defending 5A state champions, 8-0 Summit Spartans. They will take on the 3-5 Shelbyville Central Golden Eagles. Head coach Brian Coleman said on his weekly call with me regarding the bye week, our team looks good. We're relaxed. We only have one injury. The injury he's referring to would be Ryan Smith. Shelbyville moved up as well to 6A. They're in Region 3 with their opponents, Lebanon, Coffee County, Warren County, and Cookville. Only five teams in Region 3. For Region 7, Summits, Summit 4-0, Ravenwood 3-1, Brentwood 2-2, Independence 2-2, Centennial 1-3, and Franklin 0-4. So Summit has that wrapped up, even though they will play on the road against Franklin the last week of the regular season. We'll bring in Justin Lamb. Not a region game, but a big game tonight. Uh, break down first, Justin, the regions, and uh, how you sit. This is, um, it's an important game for Shelbyville because they're trying to get themselves prepared, get ready for the playoffs. You know, they're 3-5 and five record right now. They're trying to get to where next week if they were to win, they finish second place in the region, which is where they want to be, obviously, for a playoff to be able to get a home game. But it's interesting to see uh, how they match up against, obviously, one of the best 6A teams in the state. So to stay undefeated would be one. Two, keep all the momentum going into the playoffs and getting a road game back under the belt. That's where we are with Summit. Yeah, you know, kind of a weird schedule the way it was set up where you had the three the three road games, five home games, and then two two road games in the year. It's kind of weird. A lot of schedules, you know, you like to have a little more variance in where you go home and away. But Summit made the best of it. Obviously played tremendously well at home during that five-game stretch. And, you know, a chance now after a, a week off after the Independence game, get everybody healed up as best they could. Like you said, only one injury. And then coming to this game, try to win these last two games and get ready for uh, – a different playoff run. You know, this year we're going to have to go to West Tennessee, or not go to West Tennessee. We'll be at home. We'll play West Tennessee teams, teams we never faced before. You know, that district with Collierville, Houston, Germantown, Whitehaven. This is going to be a different look in the playoffs, obviously, with the move up to 6A. So a good chance here to get, get everything right, get everything going in the right direction for the playoffs. We've always talked about the key losses. Caleb Jolly, Cotton, Switzer, Hunter, Brimmeyer, Wells, Wurtz, 
it seems like plug and play for Brian Coleman right now it ain't no. Well, you know, the best part about what this program's become under Brian Coleman is the way they kids just step up into that role. You got a kid that leaves, somebody else steps up. You know, the, the culture of winning now has taken over at Summit High School to where any kind of adversity that comes their way, they find a way to overcome it, whether it's injuries or anything else. But they found themselves in this spot where they are right now where they're, you know, obviously one of the favorites in the state to win it again. So as we wait on the captains to come out, uh, the captains are voted by the players. Cooper Cook, Brady Pierce, Destin Wade, Keaton Wade. Happy birthday to Destin and Keaton Wade today. Eight, 18 years old. Pretty good. And got a nice birthday present. Kentucky's defensive coordinator, Brad White, came down from Lexington to watch the guys play. He visited him with them at school earlier today, and he's standing on the Summit sideline tonight. So pretty cool to have an SEC defensive coordinator here to watch their prize recruits play. So let's talk about the offense with Destin Wade and Keaton Wade joining him as well. As Wade's uh, played against Indy, Destin Wade's last game, 183 yards passing, two touchdowns. Pierce, three receptions for 79 yards. Shake had a touchdown. King had a touchdown. Overall rushing attempts, 44 for the team, 281 yards. Wade had 139 of it with four touchdowns. Very hard to stop. In the sophomore sensation, Hollis came in inserted himself with 70 yards and one touchdown. So all players hitting on all cylinders against Indy, a tough team for Summit 1. Obviously, Destin played a tremendous game like he always does, but it was nice to see some other guys contribute. You're going to need guys like that in the playoffs because you're going to have teams that are game plan strictly to shut down Destin as best they can. It's easier said than done. But to have guys like Hollis step up and, and, and contribute the way he did, that's a good sign going forward for the playoffs. So as we look at the numbers, is Summit's built on a big rushing team. 26, 43, 35, 33, 34, 53, and 44. What's the number you think Coleman's got in mind? Most of these have been 30 to 40 attempts the team for Coach Coleman and the Summit Spartans? I don't know. I think, honestly, you might see in these last two games a, a way to try to make the passing game more of an impact because you're going to need that in the playoffs. I think you might see a little bit more diversity on offense tonight to kind of mix it up to show some people some different looks on films that when you get to the playoffs. So I don't know if there's a set number. I mean, if you're asked, Coleman, he wants to run every play. But the for playoff purposes and tonight and the next week, you know, I think you're going to see a situation where you might see Merritt out a little bit more than usual. Should be in a 3-4 look for Shelbyville tonight. Maybe five down linemen. The strength of the team will be the linebackers as led by coach's son, Caden Puckett. Now to the defense for Summit. Played well against Independence. Independence got a lot of yards at the end of that game. 353, four touchdowns, three passing. But overall, I believe... Summit's got to be pleased with where their defense is currently. Oh, absolutely. I think the improvements they made in the defense is one of the, the, the bigger reasons why they got a chance to succeed in 6A as opposed to 5A. You know, if they were obviously if they were 5A, they'd be great. But 6A, I think the way they've stepped up defensively, they have playmakers in the defensive secondary, lots of interceptions, returned a couple for touchdowns. But their ability to not give up the big plays, which is something that had haunted them in the past, is, is a, a real good key for success that they've had this year on the defensive side of the ball. Here come the Summit Spartans, and we await Shelbyville coming out just in a second. Uh, Shelbyville is a big team. The game plan looks to be overpower teams. Run, 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 and pass team. This is not a finesse team like in the past where Cade Cunningham, 6'3", 215 is the big trigger man. He's going to look for the tight end and also vertically with Caden Puckett and Ross Marlin uh, at 6'5". 
Well, you know, the ex with the exception of the Kenwood game and the Warren yeah. County game, they, they've only scored, you know, 14 points or less in five of their eight games. So, I mean, that's obviously they've had some struggles offensively. And to beat a team like Summit, I think you've almost got to be able to outscore them because Summit's going to get their points. So, if they're not able to move the ball effectively on offense, it could be a long night for them. Well, Summit Spartans, uh, as Justin mentioned, averaged 43 points a game offensively, gives up 15.9. Shelbyville averages 21.3. Gives up 21.5. So that's where we are. The injury report, Ryan Smith out for a couple of weeks. Braden Burbank will get the start on the defensive line. Mason Richardson's back, and we'll rotate with Thad Hill. So as we get un close to underway here, we appreciate you listening on 101.7 FM, also on FrontPorchRadioTN.com. So tie the cleats up, adjust the shoulder pads, button the chin strap, Look up to heaven and acknowledge what you have and get the final orders and hit the gridiron. That's what we're going to do here. It's a true commitment to your craft that you're wearing a chin stripe in the press box tonight. It's, it's a real power move for you. Yeah, I see that. Oh, man. That's the voice of Justin Lamb. Summit uh, did win the toss and will receive the opening kickoff. That's correct. So Summit will bring put back to return King. And the ball will be teed up. The kick by Marble. It's going to be a short kick. Actually, the Dippold. And Dippold's going to I take it on take knee. two knees on the 14, and that's where he's going to start. So the quarterback will be, once again, happy birthday, Destin Wade, 6'5", 215. Uh, the running back will be Dominic Hollis, 5'10", 175. Across the line, Matt Mullen, Jake Bauer, Tyler Garber, Cooper Cook, and Mason Richardson at receiver will be Brady Pierce in the slot on the outside. It will be Austin Harvey as well. Summit will be white jerseys, blue pants, white helmet. Shelbyville, the blue and gold, will have blue jerseys, white pants with the gold helmet. As Destin Wade, a quarterback, will throw on the first play complete over to King, down to the 20 to the 23. So he's close to the marker as uh, Summit starts on the 14. Well, we talked about it just a few minutes ago. I thought they might come out and try to throw the ball a little bit more than they have, and they show that on the first play with a nine-yard pickup to King. Nice play for King. His way looks over to the sideline. As we mentioned, you'll see Tanner Shake. It's uh, st starting at tight end, six foot two, 220. Ended up being a first down. They gave him the extra yard, so first down for Summit. That is... So Wade still back at quarterback. Two receivers to the left are on the left hash mark. Going towards the scoreboard if you've been here at Shelbyville. Wade will hand to Hollis. Hollis trying to elude one player. Can't. Stop. And that's going to bring up second down. He didn't get not a lot of push there. Shelbyville was able to get in the backfield and make that a two-yard loss. That is a loss for Hollis. Two yards on the play. As Wade is waiting, at normally a little bit faster pace for the Summit Spartans. Right now, Wade is changing the play. So he's going to go stack two receivers on the left and two on the right. Second and 12. We're looking for Pierce here. Destin Wade. Going to run the option read. Here he comes in center field. There goes Wade. They're not going to catch him. 50, 40, 30, 20, and drug down at the 12. A big run for Destin Wade. Three guys ran beside him for 45 yards, finally able to track him down, but they get it inside the 20. He looks like about the 
maybe the 12-yard line. A great run by Destin Wade. Looked like he was going to hand the ball off to Hollis, kept it himself, and took it down to the 12. A great pickup for Summit. So Summit now inside the red zone. Going to go behind the man-eaters up front. And a lot of experience with those guys. Three three-year starters on the offensive line for the Summit Spartans. 10-14, first quarter. Summit marching down. Wade got two to the left, but he's going to bring Brady Pierce across the formation. Jet sweep to Pierce. Pierce cuts back inside. He's Pierce in. Spins. He's said they're going to give it to him. He's down at the one-yard line. Man, his first step after he got that handoff, he was so explosive when he came through the line and almost carried it all the way into the end zone, but they're going to stop him on the one. The first and goal. Harvey will go out, and they will bring in Sam Salone from the bench to give a little bit more girth up front. As now I call this where you get in the phone booth, and Wade's there. It's been a situation where they put Keaton in, but they're going to do it a different way right here on this short yardage play. Hollins off the right hip. Wade's going to run it. It's a power run, and Wade will score. Touchdown, Summit, 6-0, 9-21 in the first quarter. Well, that's what you want to see. You had two weeks off, come out here, take it right down the field and score. Quick touchdown and take the early 6-0 lead on the road. Vintage Summit right there. It is. And now we going to wait the extra point, and that will be Ryan Crane. Going for two. I thought they would. They're going to hike it to Pierce. I think you got it. Yep, give it to him. will score on the run, so basically a direct snap with Pierce with the option to pitch it to Harvey. So they've been doing that. I think that's the third game in a row, if I'm not mistaken, where they've lined up, and if Pierce likes what he sees there, they've been going for it on that first one. They'll probably kick the rest of the time, but they all like going for two on that first one. Set the tone. Big score there, 920 or 9:21, should I say, first quarter. And I'm gonna have to pull up a little roster here, Justin. I'm gonna need you to give me some air time because I don't have what yeah, well, I'm looking for here. Yep. So. So the best part about that is, so they obviously we have the, the mishandle of the kickoff, so you set yourself up at the 14-yard line, think you might be in a little bit of trouble, but when you have the explosiveness of Dustin, they're able to break off that 66-yard run, that opens up everything, and Shovel's learned what everybody else has learned before them. You think you have the game plan to control him, but then right away it's already got exploited, and that's what Summit's continued to do successfully this year, and that's a big testament to the big guys up front, as you mentioned earlier. And as we get ready for Summit to kick off, with number 18, Travis Arrington, the junior. Uh, not sure what type of kick you'll see tonight. You've seen some squib kicks, and he's kicked some deep. Yeah, they've been they've done a good job of mixing that up too, trying to get it you know situational. They'll see the alignment, see what they like or don't like, and then that that sort of affects the kick. You'll watch them; they'll call it in from the sideline. They'll point where they want it and what kind of kick right before it goes off. Good little tool to have to be able to have kickers that can kick wherever you want it. And here we go. Uh, if you're just tuning in, 921, 8-0 is the score, and it's going to be a short kick. Might go out. To Marble, and Marble's going to let it bounce, and it does go out, but it's touched, so it's going to be where it's the ball. It's going to be down. No, it went out no, before it touched. Yep, went mm. out before it was touched, so now there's a penalty against something. Went out of bounds. It looks like about the 21-yard line. It looked like it was going to check up, but it didn't, so they'll start on the 21 here. So you have the senior quarterback. Cade Cunningham out for the Golden Eagles. And he's been a good one. 
keep a listen for Grog, and he's a big playmaker also with Preston as well. The big tight end, as we mentioned in the pregame, the ball will be spotted at the 35-yard line. And we'll see if Shovel continues the trend that's been to, to run the ball opposite side of Keaton Wade. If you've noticed, almost 90% of the plays have been run to the opposite side of him. Kurt Taylor's the defensive coordinator. He will be calling the shots for Summit. Now you have four down linemen with Keaton Wade coming up there. We'll have the starters shortly after this first play from Shelbyville. Going to throw to the outside. It is complete. Complete to Trice. Trice, a dual athlete here for the Golden Eagles, will get six. Not a bad little play. That's sort of the, the formula that Independence used last week. The quick pass. Don't let the pass rush get you. Try to get the ball out with under three seconds. That time they were successful and picked up six yards. To the 41-yard line, Shelbyville, 8-0 to to score, 8.55 in the first quarter. The starting defensive line, John Salone's in the middle, Maddox Reed, 6'5", 225, and Braden Burbank is the other starter. And Keaton Wade will come in, miss the tackle, another missed tackle. It's cutting down, powers his way to the 50. He gains nine yards. Yeah, good job by him slipping around that initial tackle and was able to pick up nine yards. So good job by him to elude that tackle because he was back there to get him, but he was just slick enough to get past him. As I mentioned, Keaton Wade, the jack linebacker, six foot five, 235 pounds. The other side will be Brady Hendricks, six foot. 190 junior in the middle Finley Jamison 5'10 170 and Jacob Turner 5'10 180 in the middle for the Summit Spartans 818 first and 10 at the 50 for the Golden Eagles and Cunningham will throw across the middle and it's complete to the 34 yard line as the pass defense right now getting eat up as Laquan Young will catch it yeah, that time they didn't bring any pressure, sort of set back there, and they were able to find a spot in that zone and get almost 15 yards on that one, maybe 16 on the play. The back end for Summit will be Noah Phelps, senior, 5'10", one quarter. John Dippold, 5'10", 170, senior. And then the back end, Aiden Bird, 5'10", 170, junior. And Brady Pierce, a senior, 5'10". 7.40, first quarter, first and 10 on Summit's 34. Here comes Young. There goes Young down to about the 28-yard line, so a big run for six yards. Did a good job by Keaton keeping him from getting any further out on the outside and got him down to the, looks like about the third, yeah, I think you were right, 28. So gain of seven. As Shelbyville going away from the scoreboard at the stadium towards the gym. If you're familiar. Going left to right on your radio dial. Come on, Epley. I can't do that. I had someone do that. I just, I refuse to do that. Driving down the road. You say, oh, yeah, they're going that way toward the pastor side. I refuse to say it like that. How dare you. Shotgun formation. Cunningham will throw. Simpson right. Nice coverage by John Dippold. They're going to call a flag on Dippold as he covered Trice. That is pretty bad call, to be honest with you. Thought he got there in time. I don't think that, I mean... He didn't have his arms wrapped around him. He knocked the ball away. I don't know what else you're supposed to do there. And that's pass interference against John Dipple. Yeah, I thought that was really good coverage. Dipple's done a great job back there. Bad break. The, the official was about eight yards behind the play, so it's kind of hard to see what he saw. But didn't affect him from throwing the flag. 6.54, first quarter. Summit leads 8-0. to zero. Shelbyville marching, and now at the 19-yard line of Summit. 14. Yeah, check it. It, was, it is the 14. 
Good drive here by Shovel. They'll try to answer after that quick strike from Summit. Cunningham, shotgun. Left hip, Young. Two to the right, one to the left, across the formation, fake it. Cunningham will run up the middle, and he's tackled. Aiden Bird, one of the tacklers, as Cunningham will get to the 10-yard line. This is where Summit's defense has really stepped up this year. They've, had, they've done a good job of allowing people to get some more deep into the territory, but they've been able to come up with that big stop. See if they can pull off another one here. Four wide receivers for Shelbyville. Three to the left, one to the right. So they're going to single cover uh, number six, Trice, with John Dipple. Single back formation. Three down lineman for Summit. Second and six. Going to throw a slant pattern. Got it. Touchdown. The Good touchdown. job there. Got it out. Same formula as before. Got the ball out quickly. Was able to avoid the rush and completed to Donegan for a touchdown. So a great answer there by Shelbyville. Marching right back down the field. Now a chance to tie it up if they go for two, but they may kick. It is Donegan to catch the touchdown. There's, historically, there's been some shootouts between these two teams at this stadium. I remember a 71-34 game uh, four or five years ago here. Metzelberg will be the kicker, a freshman. And he's got the leg, and it will go through, and it's 8-7, We'll take a commercial break, and we'll be back with Shelbyville. Summit leads will by one. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. 8-7's the score, 101.7. And here comes King. And King will keep going. From the right to the left, another stiff arm. He's going to be drugged down at the 39. And so that's where the Summit will pick up their second drive. That was a really good return by King there. Had a little traffic at the beginning, was able to clear some space and take it all the way out to the 38. Not the way that... Summit wanted to start defensively, but offensively scoring on their first possession. Well, opponents have had some success in those opening drives. I mean, that goes back two or three weeks, all the way back to the beach game, I think, where they gave up touchdowns on their first drive, only to settle in and, and figure things out on the subsequent drives. And Wade will get it at the 38. And Wade's got three to the right, one to the left. And Wade's going to throw it. And Wade will complete it. Oh, a big lick at the first down marker, but hung on by Brandon King, and he is injured. Yeah, he got, hit. Be, he got hit pretty good there. That may be the breath knocked out of him. No question. 
But a great job by him holding on to that ball because he got smoked as soon as he caught it. He did. Going to be good enough for a first down. It is at the 48. Coach is going to call the players over to the sideline. And he's ready. Uh, he's up. And King just said, okay, I'll be back. Everyone standing. Nice turnout as the road team will come with the student section. Six rows deep, all clad in pink. Yes, yeah, impressive the, turnout. For the breast cancer awareness. So eight to seven is the score, 548, and the clock is running in the first quarter. You can also tune in if you don't got it on 101.7, frontporchradiotn.com. Just click on the link, 101.7, there. And Wade will be in the shotgun, as I mentioned, first and ten. Wade going to run it nowhere. Wrapped up, lost a one. Nice tackle there made by Ross Mallory. Yeah, good job there. They're able to, to pick up on the fact he wasn't going to give it to Hollis and end up losing a yard. So you don't see that very often where Dustin gets knocked for a loss. Eight sevens to score. As we mentioned, Shelbyville only scores 21 points a game. They give up 21 pretty much right there. Uh, they played a lot of close games. Hendersonville was really close. Riverdale was really close. So, Yep. 4.55 left in the first. Second down and 11 on the 47. And hands to Pierce. Breaks one tackle, spins off another, and he's back to the 49. Game of two, it's going to be third and nine. Yeah, this is a situation someone doesn't like to find themselves in very often, third and long. But with a weapon like Dustin Wade, no third down distance is too long, but they would rather be a little bit shorter on the chains for sure. You really don't want to put Keaton Wade out. That's what Coach told me earlier this week on offense. You might see him if the game stays tight. Case of emergency, break glass and bring him in, but I think this situation where they try to like save him just for his defensive snaps. Shake, Pierce, and King go to the right, and we are winding this down. Play clock is not moving, so I'm not sure, and the ref just held up his hand. So they're going to have to go quickly. Three wide receivers to the right. Third and nine on the 49. Wade will get a snap to him. He's going to throw it. He's got pressure. Wade, Wade, down he goes. Oh, he's going to throw it in the ground. And uh, we'll see. Wow, I can't believe it wasn't grounding. There was nobody over there. And they're going to say no intentional grounding. It's well, I think he just dropped the flag out of his back pocket. Crenshaw was on the pressure. Had yep. Wade wrapped up in intentional grounding on yeah. Dustin Wade. Yeah, there was nobody over there, so they didn't have much choice on that. Good job by Shelbyville, though. They were a lot of pressure back there and put him in a, in a tough spot where he was forced to just get rid of it. Well, the home crowd's got to be pleased as Brady Pierce will be the, um, the kicker. And I believe we have a switch in number. Um, I believe this is Caden Puckett back in the 57 number. We'll get that confirmed. We don't have that on the roster. 57 is back to receive it. And a pretty good kick is it's going to roll dead, get a summit roll down to the 32. Yeah, good job right there. Give you a little breathing room after a tough uh, series. Now we time for the defense to buckle down and, and try to get a stop right here. 243, 8-7 to score. Summit scored on the first possession 
nothing on the second. Now what can Shelbyville do on their second possession? I assume you're going to see the same deal. They're going to try to get rid of the ball quickly, and, and that was pretty effective there. And didn't run a whole lot, but were able to do do what they had to do with the short passing game. Cut, caught Summit off guard a little bit. Yeah, no pressure so far on Cunningham, the senior. And here he goes at the 32. Started at the 35 for Shelbyville in their first drive. Going to zip it out. It's complete to Grog. And no, dropped it. He looked upfield and saw Keaton Wade, and it went the number two down. Yeah, if I saw him coming to me, I'd probably drop my pen even up here in the press box. So I'm not surprised that that uh, affected the play. It is confirmation. It is 57. Is Caden Puckett. So switching the number. Thank you for uh, Shelbyville telling us that. Gamesmanship. 8 7, 240. Left in the first quarter. Trips to the right. Shotgun formation. It will be a run. No, it's going to be a run actually by Cunningham, and down he goes. A big time play as the reads made by number 34, Jacob Turner. Great job by Turner. He read that from the jump and was back in the backfield before Cunningham any any time to do anything else. Three yard loss there on the play, but a great job by Summit's defense setting up a third and long right here for Shelbyville. So to get 13 yards, you got one of two ways to do it. You could run it, or you could throw a quick screen, or you could sit back and wait. Well, if you sit back and wait, uh, you might have a little bit of pressure from the defense. Yeah, I think I'd look for the slant more likely than sitting back and trying to throw the ball deep against this defense. Well, here we go. You need 13. They're going to throw the screen. And it's right Nowhere. there. And it's picked up. And a play made by Johnny Salone on the middle. And it is a loss of one punt formation. Great job there by Salone, re- picking that up and not allowing that to go any further. So both defenses... Settling down here early as the punter would be Ross Mallory. And back deep is 13 Brady Pierce. Good answer there by the Summit defense after the offense struggled on their last drive to come out and get a, a quick three and out now and a chance to try to extend their lead. Oh, almost blocked, and it might have been partially deflected. If not, it's a terrible kick that's going to go about 15 yards, and Mallory's just putting his hand over his face mask as Summit will start at the 43 of Shelbyville. There's no question he was adversely affected by Wade bearing down on him. Had he not get it off as quick as he did, it would have gone back over his head for either a touchdown or a safety. They're going to mark it at the 42 of Shelbyville. It's one thing to face Destin Wade. It's another thing to give him the ball in your own territory. May not matter. 115, first quarter. 8 7's the score. Wade shotgun. Two receivers. Going to pull everybody on the counter. Good He's job by Hollis. Bouncing outside is Hollis. Hollis 35 30. Down to the 25 yard line. A big run for 17 yards for Dominic Hollis. Great job by him seeing where the defense was coming and kicked that run out to the outside and got down the sideline. Just a race there down to the. I'm going to mark it back a little bit. Looks like go back up a 20. Well, make your mind up, Bubba. 24 yard line. Yeah. 106 in the first quarter. Hollis wanted to go out of the game, and the coach said stay in the game. Yeah. So he's going to have to. They're going to have to wait on him, and Wade's going to have to give him the play. Two wide receivers for Summit on the 24. Hollis in the pistol formation behind Wade. Pressure, a blitz, got him, and down goes Hollis for a loss of two. Yeah, that 
Shovel's defense just beat him to the hole right there. Must see him take a shot right here to Pierce on the outside here on second and long. 49 seconds left in the first quarter. Eight to seven's the score. Both teams scored on their first possession. Both teams punted on the second possession. Taking a long time to get the play in. They want it to be right. Harvey's to the left, and now Pierce will join him in the slot. Wade's still in the gun. Two to the right is King and Shake. And Wade's going to look to throw. Pressure. He gets away from one. Steps up across the middle. Oh, it's behind Pierce, and it's knocked away by Grogan. Yeah, good job there by Shovel to knock that ball away. He had a little bit of an opening, but the ball being behind him slightly allowed the defender to get there in time and knock it away. So third down and long, third and 12. I thought they might take a shot to Pierce, and they did, just couldn't quite finish it. What we got here? And let me see what the call is. I, don't, I think the penalty was... The penalty was declined, so they're going to stay at the 26th, third, and 12. They actually lost the yard on the declined penalty because it was on the 25 the previous play. I had Hollis down negative two. They, I don't know. 14 seconds. Four wide receivers. Eight sevens to score. Wade's going to throw it. Across the middle, open. Nice catch. Him, and what a grab, and it is a give it to him. Touchdown, Brandon King. Man, what a great job by King. The ball was slightly behind him. He was able to reel it in and then fell forward into the end zone for a touchdown. Great job by him reeling that pass in on, on, a, on a tough a tough catch for sure. Seven seconds will stay here after the extra point, or if they do, kick the extra point. And Pierce is out there. Yep, He's gave him the same look. Again. And Pierce is going to option it out, and it's going to be scored by Brady Hendricks. That's crazy. They gave them the same exact look, made no adjustment whatsoever, and they just ran the same play. Pierce tossed a, it to him. Got a legal shift, though, on Summit. Oh. So negate that two-point conversion. And that a drive of Coach Bonkers. I don't know how they shifted. No one was even there all in a bunch on the side. So now the extra point will be attempted by Crane. Seven seconds, first quarter. Right down the middle is where he's going to need to do it. It's going to need to be 27. The snap's good. The kick's got way enough distance here, and it's good. So 15 to 7 is the score. So a nice drive there for Summit to answer the score from Shelbyville. Yeah, good job. We got third and long there to able to convert and get that touchdown. It's a huge, huge momentum killer for Summit to take out Shovel, who, who was on the verge of maybe getting another stop and really getting some emotion in this crowd going. It looks like Coach Coleman has found his, I don't want to say bell cow, but running back in Dominic Hollis. He's kind of inserted himself up to the top here. I think his, his explosiveness is what makes him stand out above the other ones. His ability to get to that second level and, and his speed once he gets going, I think that that's kind of the difference maker and what made him rise above the other backs at this point. Donegan will be back deep. Also, Laquan Young. Laquan Young is the guy you circle and you want to stop when you get here. He did a good job a couple of those little short pass routes. He was able to have some real explosiveness once he caught the ball. He is your dynamic slot receiver. Laquan is 5'10", 
10, about 200 pounds and can run with that. So it'll be Arrington now for the kick from the 40. The Summit leads 15-7, seven seconds left in the first quarter. And this one's going to go deep. And we'll go back. Returned at the 20, up to the 31. So nice return for Donegan. Gives him pretty decent field position to start off. Wanted to be generous with the, with the scoreboard. Kept it at one second. <laughs> Get that one last playoff. So Shelbyville's third possession tonight. Uh, the first started at the 35, the second one at the 32, and this one at the 31. See if Summit brings a little bit more pressure after that last drive where they were able to get in the backfield a couple times and really disrupt Shovel's offensive flow. Well, they're pulling Keaton Wade out of the coverage and now putting him on the line to go after the quarterback. And he's going to chase down and try to. The running back can't do it. That's Young back at the running back position. Gained five yards to the 36. I think he got fooled on that. I think he thought Cunningham had kept it, and by the time he realized he had handed the ball off to Young, it was too late. We're at the end of one. 15-7 to score. We'll be back as Summit leads Shelbyville in a non-region game. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. Start of the second quarter. He's going to heave one across the middle and it's wide open to Preston. It's a big play for Shelbyville down to the 32 of Summit. Summit leads 15 to 7 to start the second. Good job by Preston. But once again, finding that open seam. I thought Brady Pierce was going to be able to catch up and really man, but unable to make the play and a big first down there for Shelbyville back many, in Summit territory. How many yards on that play, Justin? Uh, it was 32 yards. 32 yards, a big pass play. And now Shelbyville knocking at the door. Uh, as John Wild is uh, knocking at the door, it looks like he's enjoying Thanksgiving uh, feast before before it's here a month early. The man's always prepared for the yeah, meal. Yes, he, he is. I get it. So, John Wild, we uh, look forward to seeing him as the season rolls around in about a month. I thought he might have a fire sitting out by the pool tonight. I did, too. Kind of disappointing. Three yards on the carry by Young. 11.06 left in the second quarter. Look, Cade Cunningham, he's played since he's a sophomore. He's been in these games before. 
Um, he knows the offense and with a lot of experience, almost as much as Wade. Yeah, I mean, you feel like he's been here since the 2016 season. When I saw he's still on the roster, I said, really? Thought it I might be his brother. A, I think there was a COVID uh, game last year. Last year, yeah, he got covid it out. Sure did. Yep. So 15-7. is going to fake it. And, oh, Maddox reads below him. And literally a form tackle with Davis saying as Cunningham goes back for four. I think Cunningham wishes he decided to hand the ball off instead of keeping it right there because that was not good. That was blown up from the beginning. Great job by Maddox getting back there and bringing him in for a big loss down to the 33. Now it will be third down and 11. Might have marked it at 34. On the 34-yard line. So now Davis Sane, as we mentioned, came in to give a little bit more height and speed off the end. Wade's got to come out. There's trips to the left. Single up top. And Cunningham would throw to the single coverage. Com- no, nope, dropped, dropped it. A drop pass, the coverage by Phelps, but it cannot be caught by Trice, and now it's fourth down. Would have been short of a first down anyway, but it might have put them in a more opportunistic fourth down conversion. It would have been about fourth and five. Instead, they're going to have to settle for fourth and long against this summit defense with the pressure they can put on the quarterback. It's an unenviable spot. It's, it's, it's simple. you got to try to keep up in the track meet with the Wade. Yep. And how you do it, you got to go for this. Oh, you got to. Oh, yeah. If you punch, you might as well just give up. 9.53, That's the voice of Justin Lamb. You're here with us tonight. Kind enough to join us, and he is on the broadcast team for basketball. So here we go. 9.53 as five wide receivers for Shelbyville. The pressure up the middle and That's just heaves into off. the end zone, and it's intercepted by Keaton Wade. Wade stays up, almost down. Here he comes from the three. Keaton Wade to the 30, 40, 50. He cuts back across the midfield. 40, 30. Can he go? 97 yards. He does. Keaton Wade. Was there ever a doubt when he picked the ball off that he was going to score a touchdown? That's what that dude does. He's an absolute weapon no matter where he is on the field at any time. For a guy his size to intercept the ball on the one-yard line and then rumble 99 yards. I think they'll give it to him on the three. His momentum took him to the one. I don't know where they're going to say this, but yes. Well, on the official summit stats, that's a 99-yard return, brother. There you go. And I'm in charge. Yeah, and that's the guy in charge. So it, we'll call it 99. When you read about it in the paper in the morning, it'll be 99 because I'm sending them boys all their stats. Okay. Well, Keaton Wade, you just have a record that's never going to be broken. <laughs> Unbelievable. But seriously, that not only was the run amazing, which of course it was, but the interception itself was fantastic. He was falling back, had guys draped on him, was able to reel it in, and then once he was off to the races, forget about it. Unbelievable. And they really they had a chance. They had two guys have a hold of him there at the one or two yard line, and then once he broke free. You think Brad White was excited to see uh, his future star uh, return 199 yards in front of his eyes? Speed kills. Speed kills, size kills, strength kills, and superior athleticism always kills. I hear it from John Wilde and all the basketball players, even the football players. Can't coach size. Can't I mean, coach. It's already there. You, get, you, do, you do what you do. 9-26, second quarter. 22-7 is the score. And a 99-yard interception, return touchdown for number seven. Hey, we mentioned to it in the pregame. Happy birthday, Keaton Wade. It's a pretty good present right there to return 199-yard. I mean, good grief. It's unbelievable. I mean, the interception was... He was almost knocked down. He 
his knee probably was three inches from hitting the ground. At the I almost foolishly said, just let it be a touchback, and then I, I knew that would be nonsense, so I, I caught myself. So what a turn of events here as Summit leads. Talk about a backbreaker. Yep. And now the pressure goes to Cunningham and Coach Puckett. you got to figure out something. And this offense is more, like we mentioned, run, run, and throw it deep. Yep. But you can't keep doing it like that. Well, now the track meet started. Your only hope is that you try to keep the track meet from getting going. But now that it's off, you got to keep up. Kick will be fielded at the 35. Up to the 30. Well, actually, to the 25, to the 31. And that's where uh, Shelbyville will start. And Cunningham will come back. So what a play for the Summit Spartans. There's nine eight teams left in the second quarter. We appreciate you listening on 101.7. As always, uh, follow us during the basketball season as well. Also on FrontPorchRadioTN.com. The guy you hear tonight with me is Justin Lamb. Justin will cover the basketball games with me throughout the season. Be here before you know it, man. Yep. Get your vocal cords ready. It's going to be a lot of games this year. Not just Friday nights? No. Okay. I looked at the schedule. Yeah, you got it sent to me the same time. I, I saw it the same started time. Count, I started counting dates in my head. One, one. Now we're up to 40. What? So here goes Cunningham up the middle. Just a design quarterback run to the 36. A nice run for about five yards. Can we do one JV spring session game if we can call one game of my son's this year? Talk to the powers of BC. We can get some worked out on that. As long as if your son could dunk a basketball or... We can look into it. All right, well, we, I know people. I know Good run there by Shovel, though, yeah. to pick up five yards. they got to try to sustain something here. they got to score here. Or it's going to be danger time for them. Yeah, like it's been for every team. Yep. Brentwood's been the only close team all season to summit in the fourth quarter. Can Shelbyville stay? And, oh, a wild throw just off the fingertips of Grogan. Now it's third down and five on the 36. Put his receiver in a bad spot right there, throwing across the middle with two guys on him. and Could have been could have been picked off. And luckily for him, they didn't catch it because he would have been blown up right then. What do they call those? Uh, some people had alligator arms. Yeah, he, he, yeah. <laughs> he felt the pressure. But I don't blame him. He had two guys right there on him. So four wide receivers for Shelbyville, three on the left, one up top on the right, covered by Noah Phelps. This is where Summit's brought pressure on the last couple of third and longs. They put a lot of pressure on there and really disrupted the place. A 38 left until halftime. Going to decide to run it, and nice play by Brady Hendricks as he blitzes up the middle, hangs on to the right ankle, a gain of one. It's going to be fourth down. Good job by him reading his key and not knowing, not falling for the fact that it was probably going to be a pass play. He was able to get in there and create another fourth down. Shovel may be going for it. Looks like they are going for it, in fact. Yeah, and this is right here. It's danger time. It's play of the game for them. If they don't get this first down, they're going to find themselves down three scores quickly. Fourth and four on the th- their own 37. Maybe he's going to try to draw them off. I don't know. If you punch, you might as well give up. Well, I'll say this. We don't know what the uh, clock says for the play clock. It's stuck at 23. In memory of Michael Jordan, I guess. Uh, 7.49, the coach pocket calls timeout. They're going to try to think about it. I, I still think you got to go for it, Mike. I really do. I don't I don't know that it does you any good to punt the ball. You've already shown with the exception of one drive. They're going to they're gonna be able to score. They're going to be able to move the football. I think you got to try to give yourself a chance here and go for it. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're saying you, you can't stop Wade, right, if you can only contain him, you did one drive, but the, the stats don't add up for Wade no. to be stopped. I think you got to get into, you know, like you said, it's got to be a track meet. He's going to get his yards. He's going to get his points. This is your opportunity to try to stay in the game, make something happen, get the crowd back into it. You know, a big fourth down conversion might spark a drive. I really like those plays on the first drive for Cunningham, basically step, taking a you know one step drop or a quick drop, throwing it to those um, crossing routes for three or four yards, letting the players get yak yards, yards after catch. I like that play here. I, I'm not sure, but now they're chunking it deep almost every other play. Yeah, because Independence and Brentwood both had tremendous success with those short passes. It's the teams that want to sit back there and try and then let the defensive line get to you. That, it's going to be a losing battle for them. But those quick routes worked a lot for Independence, so really about the second half. Let's see where, where Keaton Wade goes because Wade's going to kind of dictate what they're wanting to do. Remember, Wade dropped back on this last fourth down. He rushed the passer on the, the previous possession. He's now going he's going to coverage. come back in coverage. So it's three down linemen for Summit, maybe trying to get pressure. Five wide receivers, going to blitz one. Uh, and Good nice job right there. By John Dippold as he sticks the left hand in, and it's a turnover back to Summit. You know, we talked about that on where he got that un- that penalty, which I thought wasn't a penalty, but that's what Dippold's been doing. He's been incredibly disruptive in the defensive backfield, always seems to be around the ball, and another great play right there to turn the ball over back to Summit now with a chance here on the, on the showable 37-yard line to, to go up by three scores. I'm going to say this. This game can get ugly. Quick. Well, the point spread was 28, and I thought it was low. 7.44 is the turnover to Summit. 22-7 to score. Destin Wade in the pistol with Hollis behind him. Take a shot right here. Wade is going to throw it across to Pierce. Down the line, Pierce breaks one tackle. He's got some open field, but caught down inside the red zone. They're going to mark him at the 18. Good job by him. A little quick hitch over to him, and he was able to make some yards happen after the after the catch and gets it inside the 20. Looks like down to the 18-yard line. They asked me, they said, we've heard about Wade. MTSU uh, students are here reporting on the game. They said, who else do we need to know? I said, watch 13 play. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping he shows out tonight and impresses uh, one certain spectator. I can tell you this with confidence. If he was bigger, he would be... Three inches. Three inches taller. He'd have have 45 offers. Yep. His heart and soul and how great of the football IQ he has. Hollis will run it up the middle. He'll game about three to the 15. My deal is, kid's a football player. He knows what to do. He's always in the right spot. He's going to play as hard as anybody on the field. There's no reason why a football program wouldn't give him an opportunity. I'll never understand why you get caught up in certain measurements. Man, you just watch the film and tell me that kid can't help your football team. Oh, you're in denial if you say that. Yeah, you cannot watch one game of him and no. say this kid can't help us somewhere, even if it's Go just special team. Go watch the state team. championship game last year. Kid's a football player. 22-7, seven, seven minutes left until halftime. Second down and seven on the 15. Summit driving on their fifth possession. Wade's going to elude a player, a second player. He motions over left. He's going to try to run it. He does. He's got to the stick. He keeps going inside the five. He reaches for the goal line, and no, they're not going to give it to him. That play should not have worked. He was blown up from the beginning, and he just knifed his way down. Here he is on the one-yard line. A 14-yard run that he made look easy that I promise you was not easy at all. He went up the middle, spun back left, 
shimmied off one tackler and now decides almost at the one. I call it the one and a half, really. Is Wade now in this phone booth formation where everybody's in tight. And Hollis off the right hip of Wade. This could be Destin Wade. No, they're going to give it a fly swip to Brady Pierce. And he tiptoes in. No one touched him for a touchdown. Yeah, that, that was way too easy. A huge hole opened up there by the right side of the offensive line. And Pierce just walked in to make it 28-7 to here with 6.14 left in the second quarter. That looked like a 7-on-7 seven seven like touchdown. Yeah, that was like they we're not supposed to tackle. They olayed. Oh, here you go, man. Go ahead. Crane on for the extra point. It's got the distance and good. We're going to take a commercial break. 29-7, 6-14. It's all Sunday. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Welcome back in live here at 101.7 FM. Mike Epley, Justin Lamb on the call. It's 29-7's the score. If you're a Summit fan, you're happy. If you're a Shelbyville fan, you're not happy. 6-14 until we get to the break. No rust from that uh, two-week break for sure. Nope. And it's going to be Arrington back to kick it. No man's land there. Yep, it's going to be Trice. Falling on the ball at the 23. This is the worst field position of the night for Shelbyville. You don't want to get to where you're in a passing down every situation. Oh, no. You're almost there. That's when Summit's at its best. They can sit back, bring a tremendous amount of pressure, and let the DBs work. This is an enviable spot for Shelbyville right here. Cunningham will get the play in. And at some point, they got to think about next week. I mean, they're a huge home field, and the playoffs is on the line for them next week. Yep. For some, but they're already, their fate's locked in. They're number one seed in the region. They're at home for the first three rounds, no matter what happens the next two weeks. 6-12. Cunningham will send Young in motion and hand it to him. Young goes nowhere. He whistled him down, and Hendricks is one of the players on the tackle. Maybe he lost a yard. If not, he barely got to the line of scrimmage at best. Good job by Hendricks again. That's two out of the last three plays that Brady's come up here and gotten in the way and created either a no gain or a loss of yards. Well, you got a choice to make. Do you want to run to the outside where Hendricks is or Wade? It's an unwinnable bet. Got three wide outs this time. See if they're going to try to stretch the field. Well, you only have two DBs on that side. Here now comes Keaton, somebody. Now Keaton's going to go, okay, i got to go back out in coverage. 
5.36, clock's ticking. Second and 10 on They're the 22. Out of and up the middle and nothing happening. And it's we're trying to get the number on the other side. It's like it was young again. Finley Jamison on the tackle and after the young carry of three. Had they thrown it to the outside, some of it was actually in a little situation where they had a guy that was uncovered, but because it was a design run play, the guy never went out in a route, so it didn't matter anyway. But they could have caught Summit a little bit out of alignment on that play. Got lucky. We're going to give him two yards. And now, third and long again. Yep. Third and eight on the 26. Wade's on the coverage on the trips to the left. There's a single up top, and Noah Phelps will get that duty. It was dippled at first. Now Phelps has got it. See if they try to throw a dippled again. I would suggest another route. Dippold will be in the, the, on the trip side this time. Pressure, and he's going to heave one. They're going to test him again. And dippled. Same result. Oh, knocks it down and almost deflected into the hands of Donegan, but it's incomplete. They're just heaving it. Now you got to punt it. If you're fourth and eight, yeah, they're coming to punt. Yeah, they tried Dippold again. Dippold there to knock it away. Almost knocked it away too well, but knocks it away into the hands of the shippable receiver, but able to fall to the ground. Now going to force a punt. And that almost looked like a punt. That he threw that ball straight up in the air. It's like an old Tech Mobile play. Throw it as far as you can, see what happens. Do you think the listeners know what Tech Mobile is? If they don't, they can get on the Google machine and find out. It'll change your life. Brady Pierce back to return it. Oh! We got a one off the side of the foot. It's at least a spiral. Get away, Get away from, from it. it. And the ball is going to go dead at the 43. So a 17-yard punt. So that goes along with his previous punt of 13 yards, so he's averaging 15. It's not ideal. No. 43 of Shelbyville as we change possessions. 428 left until halftime. 29-7. If Wade and company put this in, this is the dagger. I think the dagger's already been applied. It's just how deep you want to drive that knife in at this point. No pun intended. Michael Myers will be out next weekend. They say it's good. The new Halloween. Michael Myers. Watch it out. we got to get that intro for next week. That'd be fantastic. I need the – back in the studio, I need the Halloween theme. That's the only movie I watch, too, around Halloween. Here comes Wade. See ya. Wade fakes it. He's up the seam. Oh, he's ankle tackled. And he's, the ball's Yeah, he was down. down. And there's no review in high school. So whatever the call is, surely they're not going to say that's a fumble. Well, that is the same guy that called the pass interference. First down, Destin Wade down to the 22. He was laying on his back by the time the ball came out, so. Good run by Destin. I thought he was off to the races, but he got tackled by a shoestring. Wade goes for 21, and really he hit the accelerator coming up through the seam after the zone read. Likes to run that with Hollis. Hollis has been the featured back tonight, been the only back. Yeah, the only one. 357 until halftime. Wade's going to throw it. Wade gets it, complete the shake. Shake eludes one tackle and he's down to the 10. Big play of 12. Good job by Shea getting loose and getting inside of the 10. Another first and goal situation for Summit here sitting right on the 10-yard line. Shake may not have the, the top-end speed as some of these players, but he catches the football. Well, he finds his way to get open in space. Like, he finds a spot, sits there, boom, gets the ball to him quick. That's what you want your tight ends to do. 12 yards made it look easy. At the 10. First and goal, they say, for Summit. 330, 29-7. Wade, as the line shifts, 
They'll send King across. King gets it. A block from Hollis. He gets to the outside, and Brandon King will score. Good job. I love Brandon King. He's really coming to his own the last couple games, and that's a good sign for the playoffs to have another offensive weapon for Summit as if they needed one. So touchdown Summit, 35-7. He made that look easy. He was untouched from the moment he – no Dominic one even Hollis over Dominic made the block. Yep. The, first, the initial block was Dominic Hollis hitting some a blitzer off the left side. Ryan Crane's extra point is good. We'll take a commercial break. We'll come back. It's 36-7, all summit here in Bedford County. Hey, folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back in. 3.15 left until halftime. Mike Epley, Justin Lamb on the call. It's 36-7. The road team is winning. Shelbyville is not looking good as of now. Their first drive scored since then. They've been, I'm going to say, wamboozled. Wamboozled. It's very aggressive. <laughs> did he step out of bounds or did he go up? It looks like he stepped out of bounds. The kick was towards the... The left sideline and the official will mark him out. Looks like the 14, I think. That's not good. Yeah, I think, well, my guess is that Donegan thought it was going to go out of bounds, and then when it didn't, he was able to. 13. He had to step right out of bounds on the 13. So 3-13 left until halftime as the band, Summit Band, comes out of the stands, getting ready to perform here at halftime. And we have a timeout by Puckett. Ay, yay, 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 yay. Let's give the uh, some more commercials here. 36-7 is the score. We'll be back. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. 
This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back. 3.13 after a timeout to start the drive. Shelbyville will have it on the 13. 36-7 is the score. Summit in control, to say the least. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good uh, answer after Shovel scored to cut it to eight to seven to to rattle off twenty eight straight points. Cunningham's going to run to the right side and gain about four. I know you never want to concede this early, but again, you know we talked about earlier. Shovel's got this most important game of the season next week. There might be something where you don't see all the starters come back into that third quarter if you're Shelbyville trying to get out of here and be healthy for next week's game, which it has a playoff implications for them. Well, here's what you're looking at if you're the defensive coordinator. Five possessions for Summit, or six possessions, five touchdowns. Yep. Shotgun going to throw it. Cunningham, a deep ball, and gets this one over Keaton Wade down to the 48, a big catch by Grogan. Yeah, good job right there. Got, Preston got past Wade and able to fall into his lap there at the inside shovel Summit territory at the 48-yard line, 36-yard gain there on the play. Good job by, by Cunningham to, to see his man breaking free running down the field. I would say that you're going to let this clock to tick, to tick, to tick, because you do not want to give the ball back to Summit. No, this is either score or run the clock out to end the half for them. So at the 48 of Summit, Cunningham's going to roll right, and it's his design run. we got a flag. Cunningham is leveled, but... Well, it looks to be probably holding on the Probably going to be a hold or maybe a chop block. Yep. May decline it. It's going to be a hold. Let's see if they decline it. Nope. Well, I don't know. Well, we're waiting. We're taking it back. It's a big penalty against Shelbyville. Yeah, again, they get in that situation now where you know what's coming. I mean, your last two possessions, you've been three and out for Shelbyville. Yep. I mean, you get a 36-yard bomb across the middle, but now you're first and 20. First and a lot. Actually, 22. So Shelbyville, at their own 40, will hand it off up the middle. Got a little bit of a crease by Young. We'll get to the 46 six-yard run. Just trying to get a little bit of it back to, to make a more uh, favorable set of short down there. I'll try to get it to with like third and ten at least. They got they got a play in the arsenal to throw it deep. They've had a little bit of success on it deep, but they're not in any hurry, it looks like, at this point. I wouldn't be. I mean, the offense is... Literally, the way it way it is is get chunk plays, and we'll see with one eleven. Hands it off, nothing, absolutely for Young. He is tackled, and that's Keaton Wade on the play. Natives are getting a little restless in the crowd below us. That's fine. I would tell them on the other side of the football is Keaton and Destin Wade. You're gonna call timeout though, so they may try to throw it here on this next down. What's third and seventeen? Yeah, third and 15 to be generous. They're going to talk about it. 48 
It's like about the 40, yeah, 47. So, yeah, about six, yeah. 16. Yep, maybe 17. Got to get to the summit 38. Good luck. Yeah. What, 58 seconds left. Stats for the for the half show oh. after, you know, with the exception of that initial drive, they've been pretty much held in check. Well, but 137 yards offense for Shelbyville, 98 yards passing, 39 yards rushing. Summit with 220 yards of offense, 144 yards rushing, 76 yards passing. You're and giving of course, them your halftime spill. 99, well, you know. 99-yard interception return as well. That's the voice of Justin Lamb. Matt Rogers it's just a tease. Not, just not, a tease. Yeah, yeah. Matt Rogers not here with us tonight. The voice of the Titans, Matt Rogers. Not here tonight. How'd it go the other night? A late night for you. It was. It was a late night. It was, it was good. It, we enjoyed it. Great game. One of the best games I've seen it. I woke up for the fourth down play. Missed the entire fourth quarter. Woke up, saw the stop. Said, hey, good win. Go to bed. Well, kudos to Jeff Simmons because he blew that play up. He shoved that guy about three yards deep. Third and 17 on the 46. Pressure, but he's going to throw one deep again. And it is incomplete off the fingertips of Donegan. You've got to punt it. You cannot give Summit the ball with on the 46-yard line. Surely. It looks like they're going for it. I don't know about this. Man, he had him open, Donegan, there. Just couldn't reel it in. That, was a, that would have been an amazing catch, but a great pass by Cunningham to give his receiver a chance on that play because he was double-covered running down the sideline. Yeah, they're going for it. I mean, what's the difference? Well, the difference is you're going to give seven. I mean, you could possibly give seven more points. I mean, you could put it to the 20. They're just as likely to score or go 80 yards as they are 50 yards. In 50 seconds? That's Henry County. Man. Maybe it's a quick kick. Yep. Well, we'll see. Fourth and 17 on your own 46 with 50 seconds left. Nope. Cunningham's going to throw it. He's going to bootleg it out. And he's he may get it. He's going to run for it. And he better come up, and he gets it. Nice job. And Cunningham needed 17 to the 38, and he gets to the 34. Pretty good pretty good play design right there to have three receivers on that left side clear out the defenders, and it's just a race to the line. And Cunningham was able to win it. The official marked him at the 34, and the, and the other official just stuck it at the 33. Well, well, give him a yard. Give that, him an extra That yard. guy has struggled a little bit. So we saw on that one penalty when he did a little dance between five yards trying to figure out where to put it down. So everyone, they ran everyone off deep, and Cunningham just took it up the middle. He's going to chunk another one deep, and Brady Pierce is there in the coverage uh, against Grogan. Yeah, Pierce was the closest to the ball there. That never had a chance. I mean, we are throwing it deep and deep and deep and deep and deep. And well, deep. they're out of timeout, so they really, you know, you throw it across the middle, you're going to have a hard time getting more than one more playoff by the time they get the ball set and squared away. There's got to be a reason, though, the predictability or the accuracy of a deep ball is not to a, a post pattern or something coming across the middle. It's not an analytically strong play call, if that's what you're asking. No. Second and ten on the 33. Bootleg, pressure, going to throw it backside the wheel route. Oh, and hits the arm of Brady Hendricks incomplete. He wasn't even looking for it. Didn't so have to be. It was that the pass was underthrown to Trice. Yeah, he threw underthrew that ball by about five yards, and like you said, it hit Brady Pierce, who was running. I mean, Brady Hendricks, who was running, hit him in stride. Third and ten now yep. from the 33. 
They've been in shotgun all night. 29 seconds. This, this has taken a long time, this drive. We've had a ton of incompleted passes. but Still a quick half, though. We're only looking at an hour right now. Yeah, so It was. 29 seconds. Going to throw it. Four rushes. That was a hold. Gets away, I think. Oh, pressure. And a wobbly throw barely gets past the line of scrimmage. The pressure was by Finley Jamison. Incomplete intentional grounding. They're going to call on Cuttingham. Yeah, there was nobody there. That, that's a good call. 21 seconds. Yeah, you had him rolled out. There's no outside the pocket in high school, so when he threw it to nobody, you had to call it. Speaking of Halloween, it might be uh, the wolves come out early. If you look up at the moon, do you see what I see? I do. It's really oh. pretty. So incomplete pass, loss of down on the grounding, and now we are fourth and about 16 and a half here. And you're going to go for it with 21 seconds. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. Cunningham barking out the signal, changing the play. Three rushers for Summit. Maybe they bring one more. Oh, game and to jump. Davis saying decided on, didn't look at the ball, and that's how you get in the doghouse. Five-yard penalty is still going to be fourth and 11. Now, Summit, they may elect not to do it, but Summit does have three timeouts if they want to try to do something when they, if they get the ball back after this play. Might try to try to air it out, Epley. Probably take a knee, but good try to air it out. We'll see. 21 seconds still on the clock until halftime. So if you got a sack, you might be more likely to air it out. Than and Coach Coleman hmm? will call a timeout. We'll have two timeouts. Timeout, and we'll take one as well. We'll be back. 21 seconds left until halftime. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Welcome back in. 21 seconds left until halftime. It's 36 to 7. We appreciate you listening on 101.7 FM, FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Summit leads Shelbyville by a lot, and it's fourth and 11 on the 36. Here comes the Shelbyville pressure. Shelbyville will go for it. Interception. Oh, oh, he dropped it. Dippo stepped in front of Pierce. Pierce would have had it. Dippo dropped it. Cutting hands on the ground, turnover on downs. And it would have been a pick six because there was no one on that side of the field. But so the pressure it. really disrupted Cunningham, made him throw the ball way earlier than he wanted to. So you got 15 seconds. 
on the 35-yard line. But either Dippold or Pierce, whoever would have intercepted it, does touchdown because there was no one on that side of the field. I'd take a shot. We'll see. He probably won't, but I'd take a shot. We'll see by the alignment. We'll know pretty quick. You're going to take a shot. You're going to take a shot. Harvey's to the left. Pierce is to the right. Maybe. They got Pierce one-on-one. Uh-oh. 15 seconds. Let's see if the safety drops. No, it's one-on-one. Nope. That's a mistake, kid. Wade's going to throw it deep, and Pierce has got it, and Pierce will score. I mean, what are you doing? Justin Wade, happy birthday again. I mean, Four seconds. seriously, one-on-one against Brady Pierce, why would you set yourself up for failure like that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. What a rope thrown by Destin Wade. Pretty good throw. Hit him in stride. Four seconds left. Yes. I mean, was that not obvious from the jump what was about to happen? Mm. Hello. That's Tony Romo work by me right there. Did you see that? I called a touchdown when he lined up on the outside. Hadn't even thrown the ball yet. Wow. Flag on the play. That was a heck of a throw, though. Oh, yeah. No doubt. 42-7. Now the question might be is how do you keep the listeners, Justin, in the second half? The golden tones of Mike Epley reels them in from miles and miles around. What are you talking about? Oh, the, the moon went behind the clouds. Oh, surreal here, moment here. It's a power move by the cloud to interrupt mm. a full moon like that. Very aggressive. 42-7 the score. The extra point is good. Epley, you know what that means? Yep. We're in running clock mode, kid. In the burning clock mode, 35 points. It won't start till the second half, but it'll be. If you want your popcorn, you better eat at halftime because the second half is going to take about 28 minutes. There's going to be a lot of commercials at halftime, so hang with us. Because we ain't going to get them in the second half. Got to get it in. Got to start highlighting some other names on this roster. Four seconds. Oh, man. How about that, though? Seriously. Take a shot like that. That's good stuff. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was 8-7 to seven midway through the first quarter. Yeah. It's not anymore. Mm. 35 unanswered. And again, for all those people who say, well, he's really not a passer. Okay. Sure. 65-yard strike. No doubt. In stride, please. Enough with that. Yeah, and they had pressure, too, on him. He stepped right up into it and threw it. You're going to have to throw those passes at the next level. Oh, yeah. That's a big-time pass. No one you're going to get your bell rung. Big-time pass. Guy bearing down on you, hit a man in stride. Yeah. Probably went 45 yards in the air. Give or take. uh, The kick for Summit. No, Look at that hop. Yeah, a little squib kick. But, Uh-oh. And returned out, and that's going to do it to the 44-yard line. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the first half. Where they mark that at the 43. 
So we're at halftime. It's 43-7. It's all Summit in a non-region game. We'll take the halftime break and we'll come back with the stats and the adjustments or if we need to make any adjustments. There are no adjustments to be made, Epley. The only adjustment is where are you going to eat at because all the restaurants will be open on the way home now. All right, 43 cents. Justin Lamb and Mike Epley will be back. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quickmark convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quickmark convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quickmark convenience stores, proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want, and certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle, then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. We're at halftime. It's 43-7. You know you're at football when you hear the band in the background. That's the Summit Band, actually, that you hear. It's getting a little bit cooler, closer to Halloween. No uh, spooks here tonight. Uh, it's Lots Wade. of trees for Summit. Justin Wade is going off, and we got Justin Lamb kind enough to join us for tonight's game at Shelbyville. Justin, they come into the night. We talked about it. Haven't been on the road for a while. Kind of get that setting. Continue this winning streak. They really want to do, but it's a non-region game, so you got to be up for it. It really was basically kind of like a broken record of all season. Both teams scored, and then Summit just took off. Well, it was eight to seven until seven seconds to go in the first quarter. So Summit scored to go on that, you know, that uh, pass to Brandon King made it 15 to seven at the end of the first quarter, and then they go wild there in the second quarter, score 28 points, highlighted by the the 99 yard interception returned by Keaton Wade, and then obviously the exclamation point there with the 65 yard touchdown to, to Pierce with four seconds left, and you had touchdown runs by Pierce and Brandon King in between that. You sit here with a 43 to seven lead at the half. Over a team is going to go to the playoffs and probably finish second in their region, and yet here up about 36. At the half, on the road. And the stats for right now would be? Well, for the somebody the first half with 285 yards of offense, averaged 14.3 yards per play. That's not bad if you're scoring at home. 144 yards rushing, 141 yards passing. Uh, defensively, they allowed 157 yards, 98 yards passing, and 59 yards rushing. Destin Wade, a pedestrian 6 of 7 for 141 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Kate Cunningham for Shelbyville, 6 of 17. For 98 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, running the ball, Destin has five carries for 101 yards and a touchdown. Hollis has 19 yards rushing. Pierce has 14 yards, and Brandon King has 10 yards. Uh, Cunningham's the lead rusher for Shelbyville. He has 33 yards. And then receiving-wise, Pierce, obviously two catches for 84 yards. King with three catches for 45 yards. That 25-yard touchdown pass he caught was a tremendous catch as well. Backpedaling in the end zone, and then Tanner Shake with a 12-yard uh Reception for Summit as well. I mean, not much to complain about there in that first half to, to be as dominant as they were when you haven't been on the road since, I mean, it was 95 degrees outside. So, yeah, a good job by them to come out here, do what they have to do, set the tone, get a big lead, and continue to fine-tune themselves for the playoffs. We talked about both quarterbacks having a lot of experience, Cade Cunningham 
and Destin Wade. But when you look at both players, Wade's bigger, Wade's faster, his arms got more velocity, his throws have more velocity on it, his zip, I was about to say. So all in all, as good as Kate Cunningham would be, and he would start for the majority of high school teams, now you see what an athlete Destin Wade is and how he's been able to deliver for the Summit Faithful. Well, I tell people all the time that ask me about the Wade boys, are they really as good as everybody says they are? I said, man, all you have to do is watch them play for one quarter and see how special they are athletically, how talented they are, how they're able to do what they're able to do with those gifts that they have. And they, they excel on all levels of football. I mean, they do everything as well as they possibly can do. You know, you see him run the ball, the explosiveness on that big run earlier in the game where he broke it down the middle, hits Brady Pearson's stride on that on that long pass play, and then, you know, the, the freakishness of, of Keaton Wade to return, you know, a man his size going 40 yards downfield in coverage, number one. Number two, backpedaling and, and getting the interception, and then having the wherewithal to take it and return it 99 yards for a touchdown. I mean, what you're witnessing with this team and these kids it's something special that it'll be hard to, to replicate ever going forward, but you got to enjoy this while you have it because this is as good as it gets in high school football right now. So the talk of the state is Oakland, and which it should be, and Maryville's got the second quarter. You could play vice versa to one of those teams. But I think Summit is making a point uh, to where you better pay attention to what's going to come out of the other bracket. A lot of people thought it would be one of those teams, but I think Summit's now in the, the talk. For, for, for one of the front runners here. Oh, there's no question about it. You talk to guys, I talk to guys across the state about how, how good is Summit to you. You know, it used to be, do you think some, you think Summit has any chance against Oakland? And now it's turned into, man, Oakland might be a little bit more tougher fight than you think they are. And, you know, Oakland played, they played a tremendous schedule, played Lipscomb Academy, yeah. played CPA, went on the road last night. And you know, obviously it's a smaller school in South Pittsburgh, but they've taken on all comers and, and, They've done well. You know, they played Riverdale, beat them the other night. But, I, you know, they're on a collision course with Maryville in the semifinals, much like Summit's probably on a collision course with Collierville, Hendersonville to try to get there. And, you know, hopefully we'll be there at the end and play either Oakland or Maryville in Chattanooga and uh, try to win one in 6A. For tonight's game, a guy who's stood out to me so far would be one – well, two, two people. One is Dominic Hollis, we mentioned, is now the lead back for the Summit Spartans. Number two is – to me, calling the games, Brady Hendricks has played a phenomenal game. He's been on a lot of tackles, and he's done really well uh, for the Spartans. Well, he's really good around the ball. You know, you see him making plays in the defensive backfield, getting runners for a short loss, and you see he does a really good job when he has to go out in coverage. I mean, he's able to cover both receivers, tight ends, even running backs come out of the backfield. He's really gotten better and better as the year's gone on. A great kid, a great family. He's been a huge contributor as a junior on this senior-laden team. And we have one injury, and that's where Coach Coleman always crosses his fingers, and that can derail a team faster than any would be the injuries, especially when you have the level of talent Summit starters would be in uh, deploying out uh, in the first unit. But Ryan Smith is not here, and Braden Burbanks. So a kid who's been around the program gets his first start tonight. You never know, and that's what I talked to our right, we talk about it. I talked about it with you before on the radio. Matt Rogers and I talk about it. You never know when your name's going to be called, and Burbank was called tonight. Yeah, it's always, you know, it's Coleman. You hear Coleman say it on the sidelines all the time, next man up. You know, you guys have been practicing against the best players in the state for the most part. You know, scout team guys, guys in practice, JV guys. It doesn't matter when you're going up against this, the level of competition that you're going up against in practice. When you get out here on a Friday night in the big stage, these guys are able to perform because they've done it against as talented of players that they're going to see 
from opponents. So they're, they're ready to go, and they've all taken that mentality. They want to be the guy that continues to keep the ball moving and continues to keep the machine going forward. And when you've had success, success continues to breed success. And guys that maybe you know aren't necessarily ready from a game standpoint, when they get out there, they're able to perform because they've been surrounded about it and seen greatness for the last two or three years. Seven possessions for Summit tonight, six touchdowns. I don't think Shelbyville is coming back. No. So with that being said, I'll pose this question. What's Coleman's message now, and what are you going to see him try to achieve in this second half? I think what you'll probably see the Stars come out and play one series each. Maybe. It may not even do that. Uh, you know, Get these other guys reps in case they are called upon in the playoffs or called upon next week against Franklin to get the younger guys ready. To get the you know the starters did what they had to do tonight, set the tone. You know, as long as things continue to go in this direction, they're probably going to play the JV and the second string guys in this second half and get them some valuable reps. That you know, some of those guys, like you said, Burbank being called upon tonight. This is invaluable opportunity for them to get out here on a Friday night against high school competition and get that experience in case they're needed. You know, further on in the playoff run. How much do you want to play Wade for the stats piece? For Mr. Football. Oh, it doesn't matter. People aren't – I mean, the Mr. Football Committee guys, I mean, you, all you got to do is watch film of him. The stats are inconsequential. You know, they they take into account that, you know, he only plays half of this game or half of that game. They're looking at the cumulative effort of what he's done throughout the year, and you can't watch – I mean, you watch 45 seconds of huddle film and see what you got to see about how good of a player he is. So, now, nah, stats are inconsequential when it comes to Mr. Football. That's an overrated – it's it's a myth. It does. Stats are important, yes, but they take into account it, – it's a cumulative effect. They look at everything from – you know, how many games they played, who they played against, how many snaps they got, all of that's taken into consideration. So there, there's not – you don't get punished because your team's so good that you don't have – you're not in the fourth quarter of every game. You made a good point right before we came to halftime would be um, – and the, the voice you hear is Justin Lamb. Um, Shelbyville is in a dogfight for, for second spot in their, yeah. their region. you got to be careful not to lose Cunningham or one of these important pieces, uh, Laquan Young, so you basically can win – Next week, you get that home field advantage. Yeah, I mean it's a vitally important game for them. You want to be on, you want to be at home in that first round of the playoffs. So that game for them is important. I mean, honestly, I mean it's important. Yes, this game, but in the greater no, scheme for Shovel, this game means nothing now. And I think I'd be stunned if you saw Cunningham and them come back out in the second half. I would. Yeah. So what Lamb's talking about is literally the home. Uh, your region record is the only thing that matters in high school football. Yeah. In the playoffs. That's it. And yep. This is not a non-region game. Both teams have been elevated up to 6A football, but this is a non-region game. And there's been some dogfights, too, between these two teams. Some of the best games I've ever seen in between 20, these two teams. Uh, 20 to 12 and, a, what, a quarterfinal game. Yeah, two years ago, you know, they beat us in the regular season up here, and then we came back in the playoffs and won here. I mean, those are two dogfight great but, games. But Wade didn't play, did he, in Shelbyville? I don't think so. I think he was hurt. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was. And then we beat him in the playoffs whenever I was back healthy. And the next game would have been Dyer County? I think that's right. They kind of all run together in my head. But I think I it just, was. I think that was to get to Dyer County at home. Yeah. And that's still in five Which a, seems like a thousand years ago, honestly. Is it, that Dyer is three years ago. Two years ago. Well, I mean, it's been some. It's actually played, what, the... 15 game schedule for when you think about the last that two years and the year before that they made it to the semifinals so that's 14 so you're looking at that's 44 games if you go to 15 this year in three years i mean you played four seasons in three years it's yeah. a lot of wear and tear and a lot of people think they're going to play that many again this year yeah i mean this is sort of the great unknown this time because we've never gone west before 
uh, in the playoffs. So the, the matchup against those teams, like we talked about earlier, Collierville. I think it's Collierville, Whitehaven, uh, Whitehaven, Houston, and Germantown, I think is how it's going to play out for those four teams. There's, I think there's some games tonight that would have – I know they're playing all region games tonight, so that might have some effect on that. But I was thinking as I looked at it that it was going to be Whitehaven coming to us in the first round of the playoffs as it stood today. Whitehaven has talent. Historically, you know, of course, they didn't play last year. You know, they took an entire year off, had some kids leave, you know, because you could freely transfer within Shelby County. So a lot of those kids went out to the suburbs, played for, you know, teams like Arlington, Cordova, Collierville. So I, it's hard to know. It's not the Whitehaven, the historical Whitehaven program. They're trying to build back up after missing an entire year. You can imagine how difficult that is. You're listening to 101.7 or FrontPorchRadioTN.com. That was Justin Lamb. I'm Mike Epley. We're at halftime. It's 43-7. to Summit leads Shelbyville. We're going to take a final commercial break. When we come back, second half here on 101.7. Stay tuned. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Hey folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. 
Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc. Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in, second half, 43-7. Matt Rogers is not here with us tonight. I'm kind enough to be joined by Justin Lamb. And we've seen Summit do what they've done all year. And now it's just kind of uh, putting the nail in the coffin tonight. As Summit has gotten out to a big lead and Shelbyville will receive the football to start the second half. Donegan will be back along with Trice. But it's 43-7, to seven, so that's the uh, quandary Coach Puckett's in. A little bit of a mess, for sure. Um, but like we talked about at halftime, I think Shovel's going to try to get out of here live and, and get ready for next week. You know, a huge game for them, try to go lock up that second spot in the playoffs. And for some, to just continue to keep the train moving. You know, got one more region game next week against Franklin and get ready for the playoff push. I think Coach Puckett came from Lake County. He did. Yeah, it took him to a state championship. They won a state championship uh, before he came here. So, yeah, he came here and replaced Justin Palmer, who left for Cordova, Alabama, and now he's at O'Brien County Central. And Coach Puckett, we didn't mention this, but he's been in the news with uh, some of the stuff that's happened with the football team. Uh, wasn't coaching two weeks ago, or I believe last week, but Correct. he's back tonight. So, Yeah, a little bit of a time away from the program, but back again tonight. And uh, going to try to get them ready, like we said, to get in the playoffs. And then Summit, of course, you know, we were looking at the standings here. Could be Bartlett, could be White Haven, could be Houston. So they're all kind of there in that mix there. They both have, uh, there's two weeks of region games left for them in the Memphis region, so be interesting to see how that, that plays out. And then, of course, obviously the race for second place. I think Ravenwood's got it locked up pretty good in our district. And then Brentwood and Independence, I think Brentwood's probably going to end up third and Independence fourth. And Indy's up 28-17 tonight against Page. Page came into that game undefeated. So be a nice win for Independence so they can knock off a cross-county rival on Page. Yeah, Page has had some pretty good teams in the last years. Yeah, they, they, they're they excelling this year for sure. Had, a couple, had, some, had some scares, but able to get some wins and – Lipscomb Academy up 21-0 on CPA. It's very surprising. So here we go. Start of the second half. And it will be kicked to Young at the four, uh, 24, up to the 30. And your running clock should, yep. yep. Most exciting play in football, the running clock. It is. 
when I was a sports writer, it was legitimately the most exciting play. <laughs> Back in your heyday, right? Back in the old days. <laughs> the old Daily Herald. Many, oh, you were, you many were, moons ago. Yeah, uh, that's when we first started together. And I was a much younger you, man then. I was too. Speak for, I mean, <laughs> no doubt about it. Far less gray hair. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Nice play by Keaton right there. Keaton Wade will tackle Young for a loss of two. So this might be this, the other scenario we talked about. I thought they'd either play one series or not at all. It looks like they're at least going to play one series. So. And see, this is not what you want. I, I, I said his name too at halftime, and he's coming off the field. Yep, limping. He's itching. And that was the guy I said, Laquan Young does not need to get hurt in the second half. No, I, and there you go, tackle by Wade, and here he is. He's out. Yeah, that's why it's, I sort of advocated for the opposite approach was to let them boys sit it out, live to fight another day because next week's more important than this week for sure. And he's living pretty good. Shotgun formation, Shelbyville, second and 12. We'll hand off nothing. And that's Matt. Maddox. Yep, Maddox Reed on the tackle. It will be uh, Crenshaw, uh, loss of about three. Averaging uh, minus two yards per play in the second half. <laughs> well, and I'm going to guess this is going to be a deep ball. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, at this point. <laughs> I've seen a lot of deep balls. They keep trying dip holds. Let's see if they try them one more time. Well, it's third and 15 on the 30. And here we go. No, you're going to throw it underneath and, oh, did Keaton Wade get it? No. Broke it up, I Almost had it. Was Keaton Wade jumped the route incomplete and fourth down. He does a good job in coverage for a big man, too. To get out there in a wide out like that on an out route, that's a really athletic play by him. Yeah. Sets up fourth and 14. Looks like the punter's coming out, maybe. Yep. Surely. We'll see if the offense comes out for one series or not. Brady Pierce would come back to receive the punt at the 45-yard line. And this has been a uh, not-so-good night for the uh, kicker, Ross Mallory. He's hit one from about 13 and one for 17, yeah. respectively. Ooh, and bad here, snap. And here it goes, and he kicks it in over in. Uh, it would have been a first down and at least. he's going to get the roll 15 yards down to the 40 of Summit. That was better. Took a nice hop, got about 10 extra yards on the hops, 30-yard punt. That'll increase the average a little bit. And we're going to be through this quarter in no time, so we're going to have to run some commercials here too. So, Let me uh, do some live reads. I'm ready. 43-7 the score, 8.50 in the third quarter. Starters are back. I would be stunned if they play more than one series. Of course, you got to think, too, they haven't played in two weeks, so part of that might be, you know, trying to get your legs back underneath you as well. So it's kind of a fine line. Yes. Up the middle would be the run of Luke McNeely now in the game and runs for seven to the 47. I think it was Gruders, actually. It was? Yep. I thought it was. I was okay, saying, I'd be yeah, surprised so they had McNeely. He's that's the, a good cause. I do apologize. He's sort of the backup quarterback right now, so I'd be. Yep. It is Gruder's nine and eight. Apologies on that one. It's a good catch. They're the same size too. Yeah, they have the same numbers, similar body type too. The numbers are almost identical. So, and I've seen McNeely run some in the second half, but eight minutes in the second uh, second half of the third quarter, and it is Gruder's. Gruder's gained one yard, so it'll be third and two. 
It looked like it was going to be a bigger run than that, but they was able to get tripped up right when he passed the line of scrimmage, only able to get one more yard there. So it's going to set up third and two, maybe All third right. and three. Destin Wade, here he comes. He's still out there. Might do the, might do a little sweep to Brady Pierce. Yeah. A little safer. Could be. If he goes in motion, you'll get your answer. Kings on a wingback uh, set for uh, the Spartans starting two. Pierce and Harvey will be on the right side as Wade's in the shotgun. Six linemen for Shelbyville. Right play, wrong kid. And, yes, it is Brandon King. He needed two. He got four. Good job by Brandon right there. Got what he had to get. Keep the chains moving. Of course, the clock's going to run no matter what, but. Good job by Brandon picking up that first down. Keep this drive going as we're now already under seven minutes in the third quarter. So now Josh Jenkins will step in the sophomore. Gruders will go out. So Josh Jenkins going to stand behind Wade in the pistol. Might so be a cavalcade of running backs in the second half now. So they flipped the formation. The wing back is now uh, Brandon King on the right side, two receivers to the left. And here goes Uh-oh. Jenkins. Jenkins has got no one out there. He's not even touched, still not touched, and wasn't touched the entire way and ran out of bounds. Literally, <laughs> he did not get touched the entire way, and they mark him at the 17s. If he had cut it inside, he's going for a touchdown. He, he decided to go outside and said, I think he might have scored. That's a 30-yard run, and no one touched him. I think he's down to the 22. Is that what it looks like to you? 22? looks like 22. Clock already under six minutes. That's going to be the 18. Sure. I accept. Yeah. No, I was saying sure. You're right. I was wrong. It's my bad. It's all right. I mean, you're just caught up in Josh Jenkins running with – no it was one, really no good. One touched him, and he just ran out of bounds. I mean, there was no one within ten yards in either direction of him. But when is the last time you saw someone run it for thirty yards and not be touched? It's bizarre. And uh, the well, this play right here, eighteen yards untouched. And jabs and does a little Barry Sanders, and he's in the end zone for a touchdown. They're going to give it to him from seventeen yards. Brady Pierce with a touchdown. Got an injured player. Looks and like uh, Brown, I think. We're going to take a timeout. After the touchdown, a Pierce, it's 49-7. Summit leads. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Welcome back in. The extra point by Crane was good, and now it's 50 to 7, and it is all summit over Shelbyville. Mike Epley, Justin Lamb on the call. We appreciate you listening on 101.7 Front Porch Radio, TN.com. The old 50 burger. That may be the last of Destin Wade. I think you are 100% correct. The kick will go to Young. 23, it looks like. It is, and he will be out to the 32. Let's see if Shelbyville does what we thought they might do earlier and pull the starters. Nope. Keep on rolling them out there. Yep. We'll see. And some of the uh, players coming in, David Sane still out there. They will put in. Cooper Hall will be at one linebacker position along with Sam Salones out there. We have other players in the So you got Graham Schneider out wide now. Up the middle, a run and a tackle made by Cooper Hall, a gain of four by Greenshaw. They're keeping you speechless, Justin. They are keeping me speechless. I'm, I'm really surprised that they're out there. I mean, it's just... I don't know, man. That's why I'm not a coach, I guess. Luke McNeely in the back. Austin Gruders is a corner. You mentioned Graham Snyder is a corner. And I'm trying to get the other number. It's, it's second and six. Going to hand it off up the middle, and Cooper Hall makes another tackle. And on the other side will be uh, McKay, Juan McKay. Yeah, I couldn't see his number. That's who I thought it was, but I wasn't 100% sure. So going to bring up a third and short here. As we've now ticked under four minutes left in the third quarter. Time goes fast. They're content to keep it on the ground. Yeah, a little shot, shock the starters are still out for Shelbyville. I'd like to give you a rational reason why, but I can't come up with one. I can't either, but Young just barely gets back out. to And Cunningham will run a draw up the middle on the... He needed two yards. He got about 12. 
This would be one of those games, if I was still with the newspaper, I'd be dreading coming up with the have to ask the coach the question of why did you keep your starters in when the game was out of reach when you have an important playoff implication game the following week. Yeah. 258, third quarter. I think the record one time we was a game that ended before 9 o'clock. Eh, we're not going to quite get there, but we'll be in the car by 920. <laughs> if you think so, incomplete pass as he tried to get it over to uh, Grogan. Over-under is 920 if you want some action on it. 920. Getting in the car. Is it? Getting into your car? Into the car. You don't have to start it, but you're putting your gear up in the trunk. All right. Now, you can't talk to people after the game to extend the time. That's cheating. It's your normal walk to the car. I can't get interviews or anything. No, don't stop and get concessions. See if they got free hamburgers. Don't even do any of that. No manipulating. Second and 10 on the, the 50. Inside the 50, just a little bit up. Probably closer to 49. And it's Cunningham will run it and nowhere. He gets a yard and tackled by Phelps. So Phelps made the tackle. Yeah, barely got a yard, but he got it. Again, though, some more hits on the quarterback. Third and eight. I don't know where they see eight. It looks like nine to me, but... If it's eight, it's a real, real long eight. 50 to seven's the score. Summit in control. Just hoping no player gets hurt. And intercepted across the middle. And it will be McNeely. McNeely's got a block. He's got two. And he's wrestled down inside the 35. And we are trying to get the marker. And he's going to mark him at the 34. That was a great play by him, by McNeely, to read that and then to take off the races down to the 34-yard line. Sets up some with another chance to score if they're so inclined. Second interception and almost the second pick six of the game. Here with 45 seconds and counting. They may not even get a playoff for the end of the quarter. Be close. Looks like I don't see many starters coming back out. I believe we have gone to round two. We have. And it looks like it's going to be Austin Harvey yep. is the backup quarterback. So he's the wide receiver, and now he's the backup quarterback. Yeah, I wondered if it's going to be him or McNeely if they might try to save Harvey because he plays so much on both sides of the ball, but going to at least let him get a couple snaps. Gruders will get the first play, going to lose two. And that will be the last play of the quarter. And we're going to come back for fourth quarter action. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. 50 to 7. Summit leads Shelbyville. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. 
Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back in. It's 101.7 and FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Scores 50-7. to The Summit in full control here, start of the fourth quarter, and we have the backup quarterback in, Austin Harvey, and Gruders will run basically to the line of scrimmage. The loss of one they're going to give him. So now it's going to be third and 13 for the Summit Spartans. And kind enough to join us, should I say, is Justin. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Brought me out of retirement again. You keep doing this. I don't understand. We had a deal. We've got we to keep you uh, well-oiled before the basketball season. Give me into basketball mode. I'll be ready. Well-oiled. Looking forward to should be two good teams for the Spartans this year. I look forward to a new uh, district alignment, play some, playing some similar teams, but a different alignment at least. So, so we go to 4A in basketball. Yep, that's true. First year. 13 yards, and Harvey's going to throw it, and it's complete. And not going to get there will be Jack Hill, the senior. He needed to uh, close to the 24. He's out at the 31. I assume they'll go for it. Kind of in an impossible place to punt, so might as well go for it. Why not? Well, you need seven. Need seven. Ball on a 31. You wouldn't want to punt too long for a field goal. What's the play call here? You just going to run it or are you going to let Harvey throw it? I'll probably let Harvey throw it. He's going to throw it next year. Might as well start getting some reps right now. Yep, he'll, be the, he'll be the man behind the line next year for sure. Going into his senior year next year. Well, here we go. The pistol uh, formation. Two to the left, two to the right for Mr. Harvey. They actually jumped off sides, but mercifully they didn't call it. And they're going to change the play, so Harvey's going to try to yell over the uh, Shelbyville van. Timeout. And the band, he couldn't yell, and it's a timeout. With exactly 10 minutes left on the clock. Now I'm anxious to see what the play is. So one more game left, Justin, uh, in the regular season on the road to Franklin. Franklin struggling, uh, to say the least. I think they're at Nolensville tonight, if I'm not mistaken, in a non-region game. Of course, Coach Melton, his first year there, used to be the defensive coordinator at Summit. Uh, they knew it was going to be a struggle this year, trying to rebuild, trying to reload uh, and get ready, so they knew it was going to be a little bit of a struggle. Uh, they've had a hard time scoring points. That's been their biggest issue this year. Their inability to get anything going offensively has really hurt them. Uh, but, of course, it will be, still be good to see him. He was such a huge contributor to this program, helped him build, help build the foundation. You know, it was a long time an assistant under Brian Coleman, so it'll be good to see him. You know, obviously we want him to have the most success he possibly can have, but it'll be nice to see him and the Rebels next weekend on the turf in Franklin. Fourth and seven. Not the Rebels, the Admirals. Forgive me. And they're going to hand a sweep to McNeely. He's going to get it. McNeely needs seven. He got, got it. it. McNeely. 
the second effort gets him across to the 22, it looks like. That was a great job by him because that play was going nowhere there at the end, and he was able to slip by and get a first down and probably going to run another four or five minutes off the clock with that run down to the 20, looks like about the 23. Uh, 22, yeah. Ball, yeah. So McNeely needed seven, he got nine or ten. Not bad at all. No. Plays like that are important, you know, going forward. These are guys that are going to be counted on next year, so good to go ahead and get these reps in. So Summit, second drive of the second half, scored with a jet sweep from Brady Pierce, 50-7. to seven. Like I said, this is going to end quickly. The same play, the same runner, exactly, McNeely going to the same side. Hey, it's positive yardage as he gets in close to the 17. He's got a real nice burst, too. He's that edge. He's pretty fast. You really saw that explosive and film that interception return as well, so... Eight forty left in the game. Fifty to seven. The score. And it's not much happening as the running clock. Summit will go to nine and zero on the year. And that's Mr. Hill. Hill is going the opposite way on the jet sweep. He's gonna go left. Maybe got a yard. Yep. At most, looks like they're actually going to be no gain on the play. Third down. I'm going to say six here. As the clock ticks under eight minutes to go in the game. Our halftime show is going to be longer than the second half. Close to it. I don't know. It's going to be close to nine o'clock. I can, I mean. Yeah. If we're. If it keeps running without a touchdown, it's gonna it's gonna be t- it's gonna be close. Nine twenty, it's gonna be close. Depends on how quick you pack up. Probably stall on, on me. Nine twenty, stalling on me. We'll update that on the on the radio next week. And Got Harvey, a man open. Harvey's gonna throw it to the back of the end zone. Oh, off the hands of a spinning McNeely. Fourth down. Nice pass there. Just a tough catch for him though. He had a defender. On him there at the end, and he had to readjust on the ball. Of course, an incompletion that goes that far out of bounds takes about 45 seconds off the running clock before you can get it back up there. That's right. So what does uh, Romo call here for the... Uh, I think you throw it again in the end zone. Why not? Let the young kids eat. We'll see. Got four wideouts, including it. one that's uncovered. Missed it last time with the jet sweep, but you're right. Two on, two by two. And here comes McNeely, and there it is. The jet sweep where they got the first down the same play they used last time. Got it. And he's close. Need a favorable spot? He's really close. He needed six. I think he got it. Yes, he did. Now there'll be no so more passing probably. Justin... Tony Romo Lamb. I'm retired. Is, is hey, I got my one touchdown. I'm done. Walk off a winner. <laughs> it's my George Costanza moment. So two fourth down conversions on a jet sweep to McNeely. Needed seven on one and six on the other. Got both. Five fifty left in the game. Mike Epley alongside Justin Lamb. 
here in Bedford County is going outside. Get in there, kid. Oh, almost got it. They're going to say he stepped out a little bit early as Josh Jenkins. He tried to stretch that ball out over the pylon, but he was already out of bounds by the time he extended. Going to be marked. Looks like about the one, right? Well, they gave him a first down, so you got another first down on the chart. There we go. Got to be the one, then. Have no choice. Yep. No, it's not going to be marked. Yeah, here we go. Idle Boy's had a hard time figuring out where to put the ball. I know. He's he's been back and forth. He's plus or minus two every play. Bless him. On the one-yard line, who's going to score for the Summit Spartans? I can say Somebody left maybe early. Thad Hill. Hill. Oh, he goes backwards on the jet sweep. And they didn't. Did they call him down? No, they did not call him down. And it's a touchdown for Thad Hill as he rolled on top of the body. His knee did not, or hand did not touch down, and Thad Hill gets the one-yard run. Well, how about that? <laughs> You don't know what to say. That was, that was something else. I really thought he was down. I already looked down and was starting to rock the play, trying to figure out how many yards he lost, and then he's in the end zone. That hill, one-yard TD run. Oh. Ryan Crane with the extra point. I believe he'll remember that one for a while. It's 57-7. Goodness. We'll take a commercial break. We'll be back at 434 left. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Welcome back in. 434 left in the game. Mike Epler, Justin Lamb. Summit leads Shelbyville 57-7 as we uh, get clarification. Jack Hill on the touchdown run behind Thad Hill. So the two hills go. Uh, but what a great play by Jack Hill to run it in uh, with Thad Hill as well behind the blocking of him. So... Summit will uh, play defense now, and they still got Young out there. We'll see what the see about the starters now, as the ball will be spotted. Uh, looks to be on the 36 where he's walking in on. And Cade Cunningham is still in the game. I give up on that. Wow! So Cade Cunningham is still playing. I would say your guess is as good as mine, but whatever guess you made would be ridiculous because there's no reason for him to be out there. Down 50, and their guy with all their experience is out calling the shots. I'm sure there's a reason. But you don't know the reason. 
What we do know is the ball's on the 36, and they're going to hand to Young. So Young is still running as well, and he's going to be game tackled at the 50. I dare not speculate. 14-yard run for Young. Seven seven. We have reached nine o'clock. You got to give kudos once again to the student section force summit coming out. Uh, all pink, breast cancer awareness, and the band as well. And yep. some of the fans traveling here to Shelbyville have to go on the road again to Franklin and run for. I would say five yards. They did take the starters out finally. Washington. You're right. Washington is, that's his first carry of the night. Three minute mark was the line of demarcation, I guess. Time to give up, boys. Down 50 with three minutes left, so. Second and five on the 45 Summit. I tried to pull him out at halftime. Looks what I know. Washington. Washington's kind of shifty. Uh, gets to 34. Inside the 35, yep. 11-yard run there for Washington. Under two minutes now. Well, but, but Cunningham's still in. Oh, I thought that was six. Was six not in just a second ago at quarterback? Was he? May just been the way his numbers folded up on the front. Now that I look at him, his front number does look like a six when it's folded up with his shoulder pads. But what you're right, Washington, that's he's been his first well, two carries now, but looks like they're gonna run Washington again as they bring in a blocker. And he's just going downhill to the twenty-eight. Six yard run for Washington. I don't know. Chatterville is going to have a chance to score. It's been a long time since that first possession. Yeah. Where they Again, it was 8-7 to seven with under a minute to go in the first quarter. Wow. Second and five on the 29. Cunningham still out there with shotgun. And got a hand to Washington going off the left side. And pressure pursued. Nice tackle made by Holland. Kalen Holland. Washington goes back five yards. 40 seconds. Could be the last play of the game. As it's 57 to 7. Not much to talk about. Workmanlike effort. Got what you wanted to get done. You wanted to come over here, obviously, and take care of business, and they certainly did that tonight. Should do it. The score, the final score is going to be 57 to 7. A big win for Summit. Stays undefeated. We got one game left to have an undefeated regular season. We'll take a quick commercial break when we come back. We'll get the stats from Justin Lamb and on to Franklin we come next Friday night.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quickmark convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quickmark convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quickmark convenience stores proudly serving Shell gasoline. Welcome back in. It's worth the end of the game. If you're just tuning in on 101.7, frontporchradiotn.com, click on 101.7. Mike Epley and Justin Lamb to call tonight's game would have been, it's, uh, let me just put it this way, it's a blowout. 57 to 7. It was 8 to 7 at one time, and you can do the math of how many unanswered that is. Shelbyville's fan base showed up, so did uh, Summit's fan base. Unfortunately, this wasn't a game. Uh, the defense played well for Summit. The offense played well. Uh, one punt, I believe, tonight for Summit. One punt. Yeah, they got stopped on their second drive of the game. That was it. One punt and uh, scored on both possessions in the second half, and it's really they unloaded the offense 57-7. to Could have been worse. A lot of these games, it could have been worse. They pulled the dogs off. Really, that tonight they did too. They just kept scoring. So, Justin, kind of give the uh, your overall take on it and the stats for tonight's game. Obviously, the key of the game, I think, would be that second quarter. I mean, 28 points. It was just relentless assaults. You know, two long touchdown passes, one to Brandon King, one to Brady Pierce. And then, of course, the interception return by, by Keaton Wade, the 99-yard one. That's the play that everybody's going to remember, obviously, because it was – such an amazing effort by him, but just a great, you know, workmanlike effort by Summit. Took a little bit of a punch early, you know, eight to seven. Show it looks like they might be trying to make a game of it. Held them to a punt, you know, Summit on their ensuing drive, and then after that, just it was all Summit the rest of the way. Just a tremendous job, you know, coming back after having being idle last week and, and to play as well as they did and, and win by fifty points on the road in a place honestly that historically they've had a lot of trouble coming here. You know, it's been a tough place to play for yeah. Summit. Beat them in the playoffs the last time. They've had some losses here, so this was obviously a great win for them and sets them up for next week's uh, regular season finale on the road against Franklin. And uh, you got to be proud of the way the guys played tonight for sure. And the stats for tonight's game would be? So Summit finished with 379 yards of offense, averaged 10.8 yards per play. They had 232 yards rushing, 147 yards passing. Uh, Shelby finished with 207 yards of offense. They had 109 yards rushing and 98 yards passing. Uh, Destin Wade completed six of seven passes for 141 yards, two touchdowns. All that was done, of course, in the first half. Didn't have to throw a pass in the second half. Uh, Austin Harvey came on relief, completed one of two passes for six yards. Uh, Cade Cunningham, who got off to that heart, that, that really fast start, ended up finishing six of 20 for 98 yards with a touchdown and two interceptions. He just couldn't get into any kind of rhythm after that initial drive. Uh, Destin finished with 101 yards rushing on five carries and that touchdown, of course, all coming in the first half. Josh Jenkins ended up being the second leading rusher with 40 yards. Brady Pierce had 32 yards. McNeely, 20. Hollis, 19. Brandon King, 14 yards. Uh, Cunningham was the leading rusher for Shelbyville. He had 45 yards. Uh, 
Laquan Young ended up with 37 yards on nine attempts. And then uh, Brady Pierce was the leading receiver with two receptions for 84 yards and a touchdown. And then Brandy King, uh, three receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. But just an all-in-all great effort uh, by Summit tonight to come over here on the road, get a big win against the 6A opponents. You know, uh, team is going to the playoffs. Seems probably going to finish second in their region to come over here and dominate the way they did. It says a lot about the how good this team is and how well they're playing right now. I think Coach Coleman got what he wanted tonight. Oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, this is not an easy place to play. I mean, this is a good football program. A team has had tremendous success, especially in this at this stadium, and, and to come over here and just completely dominate. You know, they played Hendersonville close. You know, a team that you know a lot of people think that's who Summit's going to play Riverdale. in the semifinals. Riverdale played them the one possession. I mean, that you know, that, that's got to give you some encouragement uh, going forward in the playoffs that one of the teams that they think is probably – Probably one of the better teams in that or, side or on our discour- side of bracket. So or discouragement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, depends on your perspective, right? But, you know, they they Showville had shown they could play with teams yeah. that were allegedly in the upper half of Class Six A, and we came over here and you know put fifty seven on them. Yeah. So that's Justin Lamb, uh, Mike Epley. Uh, we enjoyed it tonight. Hopefully, uh, you did as well. Listen to the game once again. It was all summit after the first quarter. Justin mentioned going in the second quarter it was eight to seven, and then. The gate, the gate opened up for Summit. So next week we'll be on the air at 645 or 650-ish for the Franklin game. That will be the last regular season game. Going for an undefeated season would be Summit. And hopefully you can join us either on 101.7 FM or Front Porch Radio TN.com. I appreciate it, my man. Yeah, man. It's good to be back in the booth. Just yeah. a lot less pressure on not doing play-by-play like it was the last time I was up here for the Henry County game. So, My man, let's call him the gadget man. He's, he's doing everything. He's yours truly, Justin Lamb. Appreciate you having me. No, yeah, I appreciate you always doing this and so kind enough. And um, I'll see you in basketball, but before then, we've got to make a run in football. So. Yeah, hopefully it's going to be a long playoff run. I think it will be. And uh, I may have to come back for one playoff game if I, if I read the schedule correctly. So you may not be done with me just yet. That's Justin Lamb. I'm Mike Epley. The final score was 57-7 to Summit over Shelbyville. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next Friday. Go Braves.